Welcome to Business Unfiltered, where we dive into the raw and unfiltered world of running a business with Mercer and Jeff Sauer. Grab a seat for this unfiltered journey into the world of entrepreneurship. This is Business Unfiltered. Welcome back to Business Unfiltered. Jeff Sauer here, joined as always by my friend Mercer, my homie, my partner in action on this podcast. Um, Anecdote, I just met Mercer in person for the first time not too long ago, and it was as advertised. It was fun. It was basically like, how do we fit both of these personalities and egos in the door? But we, uh, it was pretty good. It was pretty good to meet together. So um, I'd recommend meeting either of us in person at some point if you can. Anyways, um, had to share that because it was the first time that we had that experience, and it was really fun. And I think we connected on another level, and that's going to permeate right into the podcast. And so with that out of the way, I want to talk about the idea of an expense versus an investment mentality. And this is something that came up as we were talking to each other about, okay, well, is that an investment? Is that an expense? How do you look about it? How do you think about these things? How do you think about spending money? Um, so Mercer, I'm going to hand it over to you. How do you think about this idea, this topic of expense versus investment mentality? I love this first. First, yes, kudos to to hanging out. I love that. We, you and I have known each other for years, and the fact that we got a chance to do that was just next level. So, um, you know, all all good things going back and forth. And I've never heard partners in action as a phrase, which I love. I'm like, oh my god, that's that's so great. Um, okay, so this this relates to episode 33, I believe, is where we're talking about leveraging cash to make the business run more smoothly. Um, so anybody that wants to kind of listen to that, I think that's a lot of the roots of this, but. In that, we did come up with this, this concept of like, what is an expense, right? Like when you're using your cash is just an expense for me is something that is either uh, like, a, like a, it's something that I'm spending that I'm not getting back any sort of return, you know, or very little return. That's kind of how I think about expense. Whereas an investment is I'm putting money into this thing so that it achieves this other thing, whether that brings me more money, like a true sort of, you know, investment in stocks, whatever, or an investment in a tool that's going to free up somebody's time so they can then bring in additional revenue now because they've been freed up. So that's sort of how I think about it uh, between those two words, the expense versus investment. How about on your end? Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking about it the, in a very similar way. Um, this comes up a lot. You know, and from a sales process, this comes up fairly often is that when you, you know, asking people for money um, or, or spending money, right, on either side of the coin, it's always an expense until it's more justified as an investment. Some things we widely accept as investments, and we don't even think twice about it. Investing in the public stock market, in companies, it's like, okay, that's an investment because we expect a return. Um Paying your mortgage is an expense because you're not really thinking about that month what the return is because the the timeline to pay off is really far away, right? Like you pay down your monthly payment on your mortgage and over 30 years, yes, you will get you'll get a return on your investment. It's actually a pretty good investment in the end of the, you know, at the end of the day, but you more think of that as an expense or paying your monthly bills, things like that. And so, yeah, you know, when we look at definitions and we think about this, the idea is I think, you know, the, the strategy from a sales perspective, I would say, is how do you shift somebody from thinking of, of your services as an expense or your product as an expense to thinking of it as an investment? Like that's how you can win the sales if you shift that mindset. And then as an owner of a business, if you're thinking about spending money yourself, thinking about spending money and always thinking it's an expense means that you're you're more treating it as an obligation. And there's actually very few obligations in business that are true expenses. 
and you can count them on one or two hands. And after that, it is usually an investment. So I'm going to sort of break that down a little bit and then see if you, if you, if I missed anything here. So, you know, thinking about it, insurance. Okay. That's an expense, you know, that, you know, legal expense. Um, they're not, you're not really going to get a return from legal. The return, the return on insurance and legal is just covering your butt. CYA, right? Um, accountants, a bookkeeper. Those are expenses because you're not you're, you're just covering your basis of doing business things. Registering with your state or your country for a business license. Um, tax software, like a bookkeeping software. Even like, you know, your Google Suite account, like there's an expense to that. You need to spend money on your email server so you can talk to each other. You need to spend money on Slack. Like there's no ROI on those things, but it's really a small amount of things. It's it's your back office stuff. It is your communication tools. It's your it's your infrastructure of doing business. Now, the good thing is that used to be really expensive. It used to be that people wouldn't even go into business. It was hard to start a business because you had to have all those things and all the different costs were in the tens of thousands of dollars. So you needed somebody else's money to start a business. Now you can do it with a credit card and make that money back in a month, right? So I look at expenses from the perspective of there's very few things that are truly expenses and they are not really that expensive. And then everything else is something that you are making a choice to invest in with a predicted return. And then it really comes down to timeline and expectations out of it. How do you, does that, does that work for you as well? Or do you have a little bit different way of looking at it? Yeah, maybe, maybe it's, it's similar in that. So when I'm, when I'm hearing you say things about, okay, the bookkeepers an expense, like I wouldn't, I wouldn't think that I would think, but here's why, because I think, especially in this, in, in, in the word mentality is what's doing this for me. So it's like, Hey, the expense versus investment mentality. Well, that doesn't mean just money for me. Right. I think about time as an example of something mm -hmm. I'm spending on something. Is this an expense that I'm spending my time on or is, or am I investing my time on something? So for the bookkeeper, it's like, okay, monetarily, it's just necessary. You got to do it. You got to go through regulation, have your paperwork organized. So you do your taxes and blah, 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 blah. So yes, there's a pure monetarily, there's the expense. But what it does is it frees up my time from having to do all of that. So therefore, the return is I exchange money for time, right? So, I, so I'm investing money to get a return that comes back through time. And that time I can use for other things. So, um, and I'll give you just kind of a, a real, because uh, this is a big, big thing, just as you know, we're now in 2024. And I have got a lot going on, as I know that you do as well. And I've been looking at our, you know, productivity reporting systems and, and that we're going through and seeing kind of how the team's running and I'm seeing what I'm taking on. And I am asking myself this question of like, you know, it's, it's using this mentality of like, am I just like, am do I have to do this? Do we have to use Mercer's time? Like, do we need to use Mercer's money to pay for this? Or can somebody else pay for this with their time on the team, right? In terms of the resources. So do I need to do a, uh, like maybe if, if I have to record a course or do I need, do I have instructor teams that can record courses and do it in the same way that I would have done it? It's like, well, if I have that, then they should be doing that, not me, because I need to free myself up to do higher level thinking. Right. And plan for for bigger things, because if I'm not doing that, the company's not growing. Right. The company's not organizing higher levels, things like that. So so I'm kind of looking at it from that holistic perspective. And I think when you add money and time into it, um, that's that's where you get the returns on stuff like that. I think to your insurance point, exactly like for me, it's like, OK, I know I'm going to spend X amount of dollars on liability insurance that I'm basically going to waste. I for currently, you know, knock on wood, healthcare is the same thing. Right. I could spend an enormous amount of money 
on healthcare more next year and the year after that and the year after that, according to how things are playing out. <laughs> but it's like, I know I'm not going to use that. I know I'm not going to get a return on that. But what I'm buying, and this is this is your CYA thing, is like I'm buying that, you know, peace of mind that if something happened, God forbid, and it went to a horrible thing with some life threatening disease that would otherwise bankrupt us, at least we've got this insurance policy called health insurance, mm -hmm. you know, that should kick in and help us out. Um, so I guess that's kind of what's what's flowing through for me in terms of of how I think about it. Um, are are there like I guess when you're because I, I like your your idea of the the sales like when you're thinking about investing in something. Um, but do you think about it in terms of like other things besides money and time, like skill sets or, or other things, you know, like where else does this apply besides just money? Yeah. I mean, it's, it, you, you identified something in my head that I didn't even realize that I had Mercer. And that is that I think of a bookkeeper as an expense because of, because I, I, I guess either don't value somebody else's time or I don't value my skill, right? So I've already internalized the time value of money and I've said, I don't want to put that time expense into it. So I guess it is an investment for me, right? So it, yep. I invested in a bookkeeper because I didn't want to do it myself, but it became an expense because it's sort of like on autopilot. And I, and I just, yep. and it's just like, I want to check that box. So again, like that's sort of a cost of doing business that I've already put into the budget. I've put into my life that I'm just not worried about, right? So I don't even scrutinize it or think about it, but it is an investment in me not doing it myself because it would save me tons of time. And if I kept on doing that, I'd either be late, which has happened before in the past, or I would be, or I would um, be on time, but I would, it would come at the opportunity cost of something else. So that's a really good idea. And that's a mindset thing, right? So um, the time value of money, I've already internalized that. And I don't even think twice about it, but I treat that as an expense now, a cost of doing business versus like a, Hey, I'm say I'm actually saving time. Cause I haven't had to be accountable for that in a long time. I've never had to face that. That was something I had to do that a bookkeeper was not just part of doing business for seven years, right? Back right. when I did it on my own. Yeah. I, 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 I guess I just did it, but it wasn't as, as much of a scope creep. So that, that's a really interesting thing to think about there. So there's time investment versus time expense, which makes me wonder, and you can answer this when you, when I hand it over back to you, but like, are there any expenses? Is there such thing as an expense then? If everything in, in there, like you could do carrier pigeon to send emails to people <laughs> like, like, yes, there's, there's a cheaper way to do it. You could write it on paper with a pen. That's a lot cheaper than your $8 or your $12 a month per user for Google suite, right? With all the bells and whistles, right? Like that's, that's cheaper, but, but would you even want to do that? Right? So some things are so small that there is no real opportunity cost because we're talking about, you know, spending a lot of time to save money. And that comes down to mindset. You know, I definitely, you know, I think expenses are more of a scarcity mindset and invest an investment is a abundance mindset, right? The, like, okay, so there's only so much time in the world. I'm going to spend that to do that thing. It's scarcity. There's only, you know, you're looking at it as like, that's a scarcity thing. And once you adopt an abundance mindset in your business, it's hard to unsee it. You know, we've talked about books like who, not how we've talked about a lot of different things around mindset that basically say, once you take an abundance mindset where there's more of it to go around, you can't really unsee it and you make investments completely differently. So that is mindset. That is the whole mentality piece of it. But you're right. It does permeate into other things. So so one of the things that, that I think would make you successful in business then is if you accept an investment mindset for your own business and then you help other people accept an, an, an investment mindset or mentality for their business, then you get to be really good at sales, right? You mentioned sales. And that is something where it, getting somebody else to accept your abundance mindset 
with the service you offer, with the product you offer, is a way to get them to buy what you have because you're they're buying into that transformation, into that change. So an example would be analytics. I, I coach so many people who are who have a really hard time selling analytics as a service. And they're usually their roadblocks are stuff like, hey, I I Google Analytics is free. I set it up one time and I never need to look at it again. Why would I pay you ongoing? Why would I put you on a retainer for something that's free? Right. And that is a scarcity mindset. It's like, okay, well, we don't really need to invest in this thing. Now, the investment mindset that you can, if you want to get the sales in this area, is that, and this is actually very relevant to your framework at measurement marketing. It's like, if you invest in this thing, it takes time up front, but it does pay off over and over again because you, if you invest in analytics, if you invest in measurement marketing, you have a you have accountability in your expenses. So you know exactly how it's working. And so when you spend money, you know where it's going and you know that it's accountable, right? You have accountability in the results. You get better results because you are measuring things and you're not letting things slip through the cracks. So that is a huge investment that has a payoff. Now, the problem with people thinking that it's an expense is because the payoff is either nebulous or it's undefined or the timeline is infinite. It's like paying down your mortgage, right? We're not thinking on a 30-year timeline. Most people who aren't good at selling analytics, they're actually really bad at getting somebody to understand that their investment will pay off sooner than they think, or they 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 wrap people in the details and the platforms and stuff like that, as opposed to the return on investment. They don't get that person to believe that there is a return on that investment. Now, the cool thing is, Mercer just got me to believe that bookkeeping is an investment in like two seconds. It doesn't take that much time if you change your mindset and what you're putting out there, right? You just took my belief and you're like, Jeff, that's actually an investment. I was like, shit, you're right. Shoot, you're right, right? So that's that's just how it goes, right? So um, we're trying to keep this one clean. So we have to edit that is, that, is that what it is? We just we're just our PG ratings now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, we got to earn our ratings. So <laughs> um, anyway, so that that so I agree that that helps with sales. That helps with a lot of things, and and that is you know basically the best salespeople free people of that notion that they're that they're in an, that it's an expense, and they let them see that it's an investment, and then they help that permeate through the organization. Has that helped you at all with the sales perspective or, or have, have you ever had, I mean, are you converting people all the time? I'm guessing that's a pretty big part of what you do. Converting yeah, I mean, non-believers. it's kind of what it is, right? Like that's why I think at measurementmarketing.io, we, we focus so much on strategy as you had, had talked about, because it's not just learning how to use Google analytics and which checkbox does what that's not, what's going to save you. It's a proper strategy. It's learning how to cook. It's learning how to think about it. It's having the right mindset. Um, because then you can do more just like a chef can do an amazing job cooking a meal. If you give them a camper stove, it's cause they understand the strategy of cooking. It's not the tools that make the chef it's the strategies. Right. Um, so I think it, this is just one of those. And, and it's funny cause you mentioned scarcity versus the abundance mindset. I was going to bring that up cause I thought exactly the same thing where it's like, if I'm looking at everything as an expense, I'm in a scarcity mindset. I am like, where can I trim? Where can I make things smaller? Where can I keep the bleeding, right? Where can I send the bleeding? And it's, that is scarcity. Now that said, I think that's, there's healthy scarcity, right? Like yeah. you need to, you need to occasionally jump into that mindset, not wear it forever, right? But occasionally it's like, try on those pants and be like, oh yeah, I remember these don't fit, you know? And, but you got to experience it a little bit. Um, just because if you don't, you can't experience abundance because you won't be able to define it, you know? But the idea is like, if, if I'm going through, let's say the bookkeeper is, as an example, when does a bookkeeper become an expense? It's when the bookkeeper starts being late. It's when the bookkeeper starts going, oh, well, yeah, I want to get this to you the next day. Sorry, we messed up again. Oh, yeah, sorry, we had to, we had to do this. Or, oh, yeah, you, you figured out that this was wrong. We didn't figure out it was wrong. Now I'm spending all my time and I'm paying them, right? Yeah. I'm not even getting my time back. Like that is an expense 
But essentially that's because it's the wrong bookkeeper, right? It's the wrong person in that position. So then I would look to, okay, how can I turn this from expense, which I can see, you know, and this is, this goes back to an old Tony Robbins quote, but I, but I like it when he's like, you know, the whole problem of positive mentality is like, you know, everyone just looks at their garden full of weeds and go, there are no weeds, there are no weeds, there are no weeds, like they're wishing them away. And he's like, you got to get in there and see them because if you can't see them, you can't yank them out, you know? And so expenses are weeds and the investment is the flowers, right? It's the garden, it's the fruits and veggies that are being produced. That's the investment. And if I'm not getting fruits and veggies from the seed, right, that I thought was supposed to produce, let's say watermelon or something, right? To kind of keep going down this garden example. If I plant a seed that I think is watermelon, but it comes up weeds, right? And it's and it's like, you know, just destroying the garden. I don't just go like, well, I'm going to leave it there. Like I go, no, that's a weed. I have to let, I have to yank that out. It did not work the way I thought it was. Turns out what I thought was an investment became an expense that the sooner you recognize it, the sooner you can take action on it. So in this case, ripping that seed out and going back to the vendor and getting watermelon seeds, right? Because I obviously bought the wrong ones or something like that. So in the case of a bookkeeper, it's switching out the bookkeeper if you start seeing it. Same thing with your team members, right? A lot of people have team members out of this problem. We we do. We did. I should say we did. We don't now. Uh, but I certainly have gone through that. Certainly, certainly, certainly. Um, where I thought somebody was an investment. That's why I'm paying the salary, right? So that we get a return on investment. And the return never came. So they became an, at the end of the day, they were an expense uh, where if I didn't pay them, it would have been better because it was just pure expense. There was no return that I got from it. It would have been more profitable if I didn't hire them in the first place. That said, I tried, right? I yeah. planted a seed, thought it was watermelon, came up weed. I'm like, that's fine. We'll try again, right? We'll do something else. But if I hadn't noticed that, and I'm still embarrassed of how long it took me to notice that, let's face it, I think that's a tough thing for entrepreneurs. But as soon as, as, soon as I really accepted that, okay, this is a weed, I've got to yank it out. And it's hard to do that because you're the one that planted it. <laughs> so you're like, mm -hmm. why would I plant weeds in my garden? Well, yeah, you're going to, so that's fine. So the sooner you recognize it, you can yank it back out and, and take some real moves uh, toward fixing things. So that's kind of how I'm I'm landing that. But I, but I, I like that concept of the scarcity versus abundance mindset, because I think it is true. And there are both. You will need to look at expenses and you cannot do that unless you look at it from a scarcity perspective. Like, wow, why would I give this bookkeeper who's not doing their job all this money? It's not because I have a ton of money to give away to somebody for charity, right? That yep. is technically scarcity mindset, but it's usefully used there. It's used to get you into abundance mindset. You know, it can be a tool. Um, so, and, and I love that we titled this the expense versus investment mentality. Because it's, it's, that's what's causing, I think, a lot of these thoughts where it's like, it's a, it's a mindset thing. It's a mental thing. It's how you, it's your lens of the world, you know, of how you look through things and that you will go back and forth between the two and hopefully spend more time in investment mode. Um, so yeah. that's what's coming up for me. Yeah, I love it. Well, you know, some people do plant weed in their garden um, purposefully, but that's mostly when I was living out in California. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's definitely that's a different different podcast, right? Um, so yeah, I, I I mean you you hit on a lot of stuff that really makes me excited as well. Like you know, an example is you mentioned bookkeeper and investment. Um, I look at my accountant. Like I I had an accountant who I switched accountants like, like six or seven years ago, and the guy fought really hard to win my business. Like he was like, hey, accounting is an investment. I can save you more money than you pay me. And he was like, you know, like, hey, I can find the stuff that's in there. And he did whatever he could to win the business. And actually he did. He re looked through my old returns. He found some stuff and then refiled them. And I got a bunch of money in my pocket. And that paid for two or three years of the accountant. And then, you know, fast forward to now, I'm 
I've, I've fired this accountant because they weren't hungry anymore. And they weren't, they weren't like, they weren't working hard. They came to be an expense to me and more than an expense. They, they raised their rates. They weren't as responsive. They were just, they, they, they treated me like crap. And, um, you know, and it, it, it sort of identifies this thing of like, when do you give up on a bad investment? You and I probably nice guys, you know, we, we might give up a little bit too late, but at least we, we do know when to cut bait. Um, and we do try, you know, like it reminds me of the Michael Jordan quote that you miss a hundred percent of the shots you don't take. Right. So yes, you will miss everything if you don't even try. And so if you don't try to hire that person in a role that you think is an investment in there, you, you, you can't live with yourself if you don't try it right now. Hey, most sports people, their success percentages is less than half, right? And they, they still make a lot of money and they do really well. So not everything's going to pay off how you want it to, right? You can have, it doesn't have to be a zero sum game. It doesn't have to be a high percentage thing. You just got to sort of accept that that is the shot you want to shoot, right? I'm going to shoot my shot with writing a book. I'm going to shoot my shot with a funnel. I'm going to shoot my shot with this thing. And then the, the chances of success are not really that you're shooting. It's, it's that, you have somebody coaching you or you have the technique or the background or the courses or whatever it is in order to help you increase your chances of success, right? Like Steph, Steph Curry, naturally a great shooter, but he has a shooting coach that he shoots like a thousand balls with every single day and they do videotape to make sure that he's there. That's how he remains the best shooter, right? So people always think that it's natural talent or that person got that, but they don't understand how much that person internalized all the coaching and the guidance to get there. Um, and guess what? Coaching is an investment. It's not an expense. You know, like this is actually something that I, I sometimes have trouble with selling my own coaching program, but it's always the same people who have that struggle, right? Like if I, if I sell to somebody who's, who's successful and who's already made it past a certain point, they look at my coaching as an investment and they look at it as a percentage of the overall money. People who aren't really very successful yet in their business, they look at my coach and they say, that's like, you'd be taking away all the money that I'm making. And they don't realize that it's not, I'm not an expense to you. This is all meant to be growing you. You're getting the coaching you need in order to grow to the next level. Yeah, it's going to be painful and expensive, but that's how you get there. And so usually people who are under a certain point, they can't get over it. Now, the question is, is their mentality the reason why? Is that mentality that they think of this as an expense, will they will that permeate with them through their entire life? Will they never invest in themselves? Will they never invest in their business? Or will they just, will something change? Now, the sad news is that most people who think that something's going to change and don't do anything, you know, like that's a definition of an insanity, right? If you, if you think that someday you're going to be able to invest in coaching, but not now, ultimately that comes down to the, you're the sum of all your choices and your actions, right? Like that is a mentality thing that you have to break yourself out of. Hopefully this, this call, this, this podcast here, I call it a call, but hopefully this podcast, this episode will make you be like, that's me because that has been Jeff Sauer in the past. <laughs> I'm guessing that's been a little bit of Mercer in the past on certain Definitely. things too, right? And you have yep. to adjust that mentality, but you have to do it in a calculated way. You have to do it in an educated way. You can't just say like, okay, well, I listen to this podcast. I'm going to start spending money now. That, that can bite you in the butt too. You make one bet make one shot like, Hey, this is the shot that I'm going after. And I'm going to educate myself along the way and you will increase your chances of success and you'll be on the way to have completely changed your mindset. And so that's, that's how I look at it. Um, and, and yeah, I think that, um, a lot to unpack there, Mercer, but, but yeah, shoot your shot is where I'd leave it. <laughs> I, I love that. I think it's, it's when I'm thinking about where I spend my time, especially from a 
the mentality because I'm trying to figure out all these different examples of where I've switched this because I think that's the power of it. It's not, oh, you need to have an expense mindset or you need to have an investment mindset. It's you need both. And when do you use the both, right? This this strategy behind it. So like as an example, just if I was on social media trying to um, just use social media to figure out politics, right? I'm going to have a very different experience of political candidates. Now, if I have blogs that I'm following, a little more longer form content, maybe Substack, things like that, I'm going to have a different experience of politics because a little more nuanced information. I'm investing more time, but I'm getting a better investment on my own mental state of what the world's going to be. Now, I listen to or I read books or listen to podcasts where the politicians are on. I'm going to get even more nuanced information. And ultimately, if I can go sit down in a town hall with the politician and have a conversation, right? So there's like levels of, of where I invest my time that brings back a, a more detailed investment. That's just on just sort of regular living ways. In terms of business and entrepreneurship, it's the same thing. If you're getting your advice through social media and what other people are sharing and how somebody else just bought a Lambo or whatever else the kids are doing today, it's like, all right, like, that's one way of getting advice. I would suggest maybe following some good blogs, right? Getting some books from some people, listening to some podcasts like this, because if you're doing that, even the types of podcasts, like I used to listen to a lot more. Um, and and it's not, it's not exactly like, I want to paint it like it's, it's overly hypey, but it's, I used to live in the podcast that were not as useful for my mindset where mm-hmm. I'm like, this isn't, a, this isn't important that I know this. It's not important that I, I'm not going to take any actions with this. This is not even an arena I care about. Really, I'm an I'm an, I'm a spectator, not a participant in the arena. Why am I listening to this? It doesn't make sense for me to spend my time here. I'm not going to get this feedback, yep. right? Same thing with with a, a person that I might have followed to a certain point, but then they their stuff just doesn't fit anymore. Kind of like with your your accountant example, right? They just don't fit anymore. So now they're becoming an expense. In the beginning, I love their stuff. Toward the end, I'm like, okay, I'm kind of tapped out, and I think I can move on, right? Um, going back to to a real world example of the podcast of, of how I, I actually experienced this mindset of expense versus investment for years, for years, I've been paying a company um, that books me on podcasts, right? For guest podcasts, um, which has been great. I've got a great relationship with them. I know their CEO. It's been awesome. Um, and uh, not to toot my own horn, but I'm, but I'm a little easier to get on podcasts than somebody else who, who is just starting out, right? Who kind of been around for a while. So it's, it's easier for that. Well, they have gone through a series of price increases over mm-hmm. the past year, which was fine. I, I get it. I'm like, hey, starting a business. I thought you were kind of undercutting it anyway. I was getting a good deal. I'm fine with paying regular market rates. They just went through, this is yesterday. This is how fast this was. They went through another price increase at almost was doubling of the rate. And I just politely said, hey, this is cool. I'm going to go ahead and um, I'm just going to go ahead and and say, thanks, but let's hold off for now. And I did. And they said, oh, hey, no problem. Uh, you know, my, my rep there, which again, has a certain relationship with me. So the rep is great, but he was like, okay, cool. Just say FYI, if you want to come back, you know, we're gonna have to re-onboard you. I'm like, I get it. I get the sales pitch. I'm there, but yeah, I'm good. Because at a certain point, it became an expense because I can just invest in hiring a team member to get me on podcast now for the rates that they were charging for the amount of podcasts that I think my systems will generate. So that's what started happening. It became an expense versus the investment that it was. 
And so um, long story very short, I, you know, it came back where it was like, okay, let's, let's keep this going the way it was. We can legacy your rates in there's other, which is true. They, I think that was a good decision. I would do that same thing. Obviously I'm yep. benefit of that, but I would do the same thing. It was like, Hey, this guy's locked in. He's legacy. It's slightly different. Let's just keep this where it is. And that's what they ended up doing. So it went back from, it went from investment to an expense and then back to an investment again Oh, I love because it because they kept it. Right. Um, but if I hadn't thought about it like that, and if I was just like, well, I guess it was an investment yesterday. So it has to be an investment today, even though it's more expensive. I would never have set those emails and I would never have saved all that money. And I would never have, a, I won't have a real, you know, a good working relationship with them, you know? So, but that's, that's moving back and forth um, through that. And that's kind of just a real world example versus, you know, uh, the watermelon and the weed. Uh, yeah. Which will be, I love it. Go, future, future book title. Um, <laughs> yeah. But, uh, but anyway, so that's kind of the, that's kind of the idea of how it is. So I guess, you know, you can take us home on, on final thoughts through this, but um, man, I love this topic. I love yeah, thinking I do, about I do too. We could both, do a whole series sides on this of it. thing. Yeah. Yeah. We could def definitely do a series. So yeah, I, I, I had a similar thing with my podcast booker. Like they used to be $150 a booking. Now they're $600 a booking. And it's like, what, what other value are you adding? Are you giving us more value? So like raising prices without giving more value is like, I, I don't like it. I don't advise it. I don't coach it. Like when I do my coaching, I actually tell people the way that you raise your prices. We actually, this, should, this can be an episode, but basically. I'm literally right in that yeah, right, right now. I'm in the back going, let's let's talk about how to price. I just sent yep. a video to somebody that. on this last night because they've been really struggling. And they're like, I'm afraid of losing my customer. And I was like, you don't have to be afraid of losing your customer if you show the value that you give and then justify it, right? So I, I it's like, uh, let's do it. Let's change, save that for another episode. But I'll, I'll tell people how to raise their prices without with, with, a, with a much higher success rate on both ends. But you almost sound like what you're talking about almost sounds like technical debt. Like I, everything sounds good at the beginning. Like my accountant sounds good at the beginning, but then we start to incur technical debt. You know, that's a development term where you have legacy technology you need to support, which takes you more time and you're better off just eliminating that as much as possible. But it's really challenging for the people, you know, to get rid of technical debt. Very difficult because it means in, it's, it's an investment that you have to do in order to get there, or it's an expense that, you know, technical debt is an expense. And so, um, yeah, that, that's another challenging one. Yeah. You know, I have so many things written down. This brings me back to the wartime, wartime CEO and the peacetime CEO, which I talked about on episode 33, <clears throat> like, you know, when things are going well, that's when things, when scope starts to creep and expenses, you know, if you're doing really well in peacetime, for example, you don't really think about your expenses all that much because things are going smoothly. But then when you're in wartime, you're like, Hey, these are expenses or they're investments. Like let's, let's draw the line. Like that's what we need to do here. And that comes down to your personal finances as well. That comes into a lot of different things is that when things are going well, you don't really, you know, we think the world is going well from 2010 till 2022. Like it, the, the, the market grew every year. Well, then once it corrects, people start to look at their expenses and that's where we're at in a lot of different areas. So, you know, my, my final thoughts on this are that this is a great topic. We could probably have gone on for an hour. And, but the reality is that mentality was the key word here. I'm glad we put that into the title as we started to record because it is mindset. It is mind mentality. It's not a black and white thing. Some things can be an expense one day and it can be an investment another day. It's really about how you approach the problem with an open mind and how you, how you sell it to yourself then how do you sell it to your customers, right? If you don't believe in it yourself, then you're probably not going to make that investment. And if your customers don't, if you don't believe it yourself, your customers are not going to invest in you. And so a lot of this comes down to the mentality and it is a tool in your toolbox that you can use. You can basically, you know, you can use it to, to do positive investments and you can do use it to do expense cutting as well. Um, anything that you want to add to it, Mercer? 
no, I think that that wraps it up, man. We can we can take it home. All right, awesome. Well, thank you for listening to this episode. Thanks for sharing the podcast. Thanks for letting us know when you talk to us on calls that you listen to the podcast. Mercer and I were talking about how we actually listen to the podcast ourselves, and we're like, this is actually pretty good compared to a lot of the other ones that are out there. So we we hope that you know in 2024 as we're going forward, I want you to share this if you can. Leave reviews. Let people know um, you are a very um, silent group. Okay. So get out there and support us. Let people know about this podcast. Um, I know there's a lot of podcasts that have been around for longer than us, but I think that we talk about a very specific thing in a very um, unfiltered and business friendly way. And so if you want, if you found that business is easier and more accessible because of these topics, please do share, please do leave us a review and that's it. Thank you for listening to business unfiltered and we'll see you on our next episode. And that's a wrap for today's episode of business unfiltered with your hosts, Russell and Jeff Sauer. Be sure to subscribe, leave us a review and tell a friend what you've learned today. Want to connect? Visit us at businessunfiltered.fm. This has been Business Unfiltered, always unapologetically honest.